everyone and welcome to the first ever interview episode of This Is Not The Daria Show. This is technically the second episode. My first episode was um, a little introduction to me. It was called Slightly The Daria Show. But actually, this is my third piece of content on this uh, podcast. My first one was an intro just outlining what the um, podcast is about. But today we're going to be doing a wise words. I've invited one of my closest friends onto the show to talk to us a little bit about UCL, university, transitions, interruptions, the good and the bad and the ugly of uh, university life. So welcome, Rania. Hi, my name is Rania. Um, so I am I was at UCL, I'm still at UCL, but I'm currently on an interruption. Nice, um, exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, perfect. And we're currently sat on a bench in Holland Park amongst all the trees very much in our fields like we're really contemplating life seeing the bigger picture it's, it's really lovely setting this is my first time in Holland Park by the way big up to Rania for living close by that we um came to this park but um yeah so like we said before I'm actually on a gap here but to be fair if we're being perfectly honest this is something we're going to talk about uh kind of the almost taboo of talking about interruptions or when your university doesn't quite go on track and for whatever reason you have to delay things. Yeah. Because I don't do know wanna, about you, Rania. Do you want to uh, quickly explain what an interruption you wanna is? you want to explain it? You go yeah, for it, Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, so not a lot of people actually know what an interruption is because it's not ever spoken about. I only found out a bit about interrupting from my, like, head of year. But at, I, it, at university or school? Uh, at university. Yeah, same. Uh, from like the course leader but mm. what, an, what an interruption is basically is for any reason like could be mental health could be anything like, surgery physical yeah. damage yeah if if you suddenly are in the position to not be able to continue with your studies instead of dropping out what you could do is take a year out so or just it doesn't have to be a year but so say you say you're in february like term two and you decide it's too much it's yeah too much. You, you can't study anymore you basically leave and then come back next year at the same time that exactly. you left off you literally pick up where you left off yeah and what's really cool about the interruption is you can literally do it multiple times i mean i don't think it's normal to take more than two interruptions during one uh, degree program but like it's not like me and Rania have decided to take it so early that, God forbid, say, for example, um, we broke a leg or no, not a leg or like some, like some massive trauma happened in our lives. We are in a position that we can ask our university to um, like allow us some time yeah. off again. And I think one it's thing. Not yeah. like a, it's not a UCL thing. It's like all universities do Exactly. It. Definitely. And um, I think that's one thing that I definitely realized coming into university was that Universities are independent and self-authority, like self-governing bodies, meaning that they can make exceptions. They can make their yeah. own rule book. There's not like a constitution. They're not governed the same way as the school system is yeah, in this exactly. country. Yeah, exactly. It's like all schools are like under the same exactly, system. Exactly, exactly. Like there's always like the Department higher... of Education is the highest body yeah, exactly. of authority. But universities are like their own. Like exactly. It's... So technically, if you had like got you fail all your A levels, but you I don't know somehow were able to convince you know the like the what's it called like the head of a university the um the chancellor the dean the dean okay someone some really big they could technically allow you in because it's up to them but um aside from that so rania i was gonna ask you 
before we get into our own uh, UCL, oh, by the way, Rania studies um, biological sciences. I studied, I, I still study history with French, but I want to talk a little bit about expectations. So as this this episode, guys, it's going to work, but it's going to be in two sections. So the first like 20, 25, half an hour is going to be focused on our expectations of university, the academics we found, and potentially the departmental official well-being support. If it's not in this bit, it will be in a second bit, which is also going to feature UCL community, particularly London University and also like university and London halls. And then we'll conclude the uh, podcast with things we'd wish we had known and kind of a wrap up and a summary of mine and Rania's experiences. So Rania, what would you say were your expectations? Late August, it was late August, you're looking forward, you're getting excited, yeah. you're going to Ikea. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, I, I was honestly so excited to start uni. I was Same. like, I'm going to have so much fun. I'm going to make like best friends and like I'm gonna be so close with my flatmates and just yeah just have like a great time like I don't care about the like studying part I just want to have a good time (laughs) okay that's just running I'm joking that's like literally half of the I would say that's most of the domestic students it's the international students that are a little bit more focused because they're paying a lot more money yeah but um obviously I care about obviously but like it wasn't a priority for me my priority was especially first year like I don't know about your course but first I'm a history at UCL first year it literally was like five percent if that whereas i know for example warwick like they put a significant weighting of first year as part of your yeah, overall degree um awarding oh, your degree uh award like your two one whatever anyway that's yeah. the word yep um but yeah i was like uh st- <clears throat> like the actual like university like uni and university are different things they are preach preach but, yeah i was like i'm going for uni to like have fun make friends you know just have a great time like just experience new things like experience the university life everyone's always like university is the best time of you your make life. friends you go out you learn you develop and, and you sell fantastic in terms of its um uh, uh societies the only society it doesn't have which i'm actually serious about potentially starting is guess what drumroll it is eurovision society oh uh, guys God. eurovision is coming up 10th of may put it in your calendars I'm super excited. Guys, DM me at Darius Sefri, or this is not the Darius on Instagram, to talk about, like, your favourite Eurovisions of all time and of 2022. But besides that, Rania, so you're excited, like, you're also moving out. So, Rania, you're a Londoner. I am, But why did you decide to go into halls? I honestly, like, everyone always says university is the best time of your life. Like, and part of the university experience is living in halls. And I was like, if I'm going to university, like, I have to have the full experience. I have to live in halls. I have to learn to be independent. Yeah, exactly. Like learn to be an adult, learn to look after myself. Like I can't just go. Especially from our Persian background. Like it's very much, you're the child. Let's look after you. But now it's time for us to like leave the nest. I wanted to like develop into like an adult and Mm. like go through all of that. Like, yeah, just learn like life skills that you're not taught, like living at home. Yes. And just prepare like, like most transition people, exactly. into like the adult life and then what, what were you expect so you thought would you, did you think it was going to be quite straightforward to make friends i thought yeah i thought i thought that it was everyone, everyone, was in the same ev- ev- everyone yeah. wanted to everyone make friends everyone wants to make friends with you and like you're going to be best friends with your fat mates and like <laughs> very lucky that. if you are big up to Gemma, my best friend Gemma. she's super close with our fat mates big up to her flatmates. so that was a side note yeah <laughs> i feel like it's different for everyone i know people who are like best friends with their flatmates yeah. or i know flatmates who like never talk to each other like oh like mm. you always hear about like horror, horror stories. stories yeah but 
in terms yeah. of like uh work so obviously you do biological sciences you've told me that you were like interested but not like you're not fascinated by it like some yeah. people at ucl oh, like yeah. i would say a solid 60 percent of people at university love their subject like they genuinely care about what they're doing which like is really impassionate a, a ucl thing really. <laughs> or like more of a like a what they call it, a traditionally more prestigious university yeah yeah exactly yeah um but yeah I, I was i was there like not because i want to like i'm so obsessed with biology and like i mm. want to know everything about my course like i live breathe biology. yeah you didn't that is not me but I know Same with me for history. Like, I enjoy history, don't get me wrong, but is it my main personality trait? Probably yeah. not. Like, I know people on my course who are, like, every single society they went to well, is related to biology, like, genetic society. Darwin like, society, yeah. ecology society, yeah. journalism like, for, um, yeah, biology journalism. Like, I want to join societies which are, like, like I wanted to join. European like, society. Oh, you join European yeah. society. Yeah, I'll join that. Like, <laughs> oh, UCL is. Speaking of societies, UCL is quite good with societies. There's yeah. quite a lot. Like, I want to join gliding society. Did you look at them before? That's what I did. Yeah, I did. I, I like follow them like, on Instagram. Yeah, you go on like the like, student union. Do that. I would really recommend before going to university, looking at the societies, joining WhatsApp group chats, literally, because you don't realize. Not about you, but when you get to university loads of people already know each other not through being in person but through snapchat whatsapp yeah. like gone to the days where literally you meet someone for the first time i once really you get didn't there. like that because I they felt preconceived like, you exactly. preconceived ideas but also like they before even starting university everyone had already formed their friendship groups so true. And... we'll dive into that a little bit later so yeah. that's the same for me academics wise I, i'm sorry uh uh, expectation I was super excited to leave my hometown Northampton just because there wasn't that much going on to be perfectly honest and I was looking forward for a fresh start I had like the most wonderful school experience I look back so fondly but I was ready to move on I felt like I'd outgrown my school um, literally everything just seemed so much smaller um, and London super exciting I have a lot of family here like I came here every weekend for Persian school very familiar with it well I thought I was very familiar with London thought it would be quite easy because I'm very extroverted to make friends etc academics wise I knew it was going to be hard I didn't really anticipate how hard it was going to be and the fact that UCL literally were like they were giving history students like the making of the working class by like EP Thompson I think literally first week and then it's so dense and like complicated like it's just I think it was just for me personally what was intimidating was right at the start of term the history department at least wanted to kind of show us like the worst at the start, which maybe if I was like, you know, Eleanor Robinson, uh, who is our like head of department, she's a very, uh, like obviously a very like um, remarkable lady. I may not have personally have taken that approach because I did think it scared off some of the less able students or like less confident at least. But I don't know about you, Ronya, like what did you think lecture, like what did you think a lecture was, seminar? Um, yeah, so I don't think? know if, it, if, if this is, if. I think we're going to talk about this later, but... Um... To be fair, we can kind of move on. So that was our expectations. We were very positive, looking forward to it, going to make friends, it's going to be hard, yeah. we're going to get through it, all in the same boat, we're all in this together. One yeah. community, also just to bear in mind, myself and Ranya did go to a really wonderful private school. So yeah. thank you, mum and dad. Thank yeah. you for all the I'm teachers. I'm so grateful. I would not change that. Same. Like, I had the best school experience. It made yeah. me who... It's made both of us who we are. And we... Oh my God, there's a massive bee. Oh my goodness, there was a massive bee, guys. <laughs> that was traumatic okay it flew into my face <laughs> but we made it but like i said uh we love the people we are today touch words so thank you very yeah. much to every single person every 
school peer, every, you know, support staff, every member of teacher that's ever taught us. Thank you. But let's move on to, okay, we're at UCL. Let's, before we talk about like the community and like the well-being support, let's talk about the academics. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit, Rania, about what it was like to be a biological science student oh, in 2021, wow. September? Oh, okay. Like October, sorry, that's when it started, October. So Tell us everything. Don't hold back, girl. Okay, let me start with lectures. <laughs> so let me tell you this. An, an hour's lectures are usually like um they could be anything between like half an hour to an hour they're usually like can i just say sorry for history our approaching history module which was compulsory for all first years it was a two-hour lecture so imagine two hours zoning out not, not, not understanding the words they're saying like you understand the words but not the phrase anyway Rania, back to you actually um okay so it's a bit different for me because everything was recorded yeah so pre-recorded i mean not like live so they weren't full lectures they were like they would like film introductions they no they would like film a full lecture but then split it into sections so you kind of just watch it like a youtube like you would a youtube i love that wow look at you it was was not good though (laughs) it was but like oh my god so they split it into like uh 15 minute videos but these but there would be like say like quite quite a few yeah of these videos each week and each of these videos oh my god the amount of content they covered in each of these videos is like like i'm not even joking like 10 it would be equivalent to like 10 lessons at really? a level the amount of covered it it's just like so they just mention like a topic and just brush over it and then move on to the next topic and cover like 10 topics in one like it's crazy yeah it's very fast paced at UCL particularly like I can not agree more with history especially like they give you a lot of content and the difference between school particularly private school where everything is very much given to you in a play like not only here's a syllabus done by official aqa here is now the teacher syllabus where she's broken down everything for you literally she's like color coded it hard easy do you know what i mean yeah like um they will they are university they will give you links they will give you they will reference a book or they'll reference a piece of work or a critique it is your responsibility no one's gonna chase you up no one cares like you need to read that to then incorporate that into your yeah. scholarly, academic, you know, argumentative piece. So it's very much like here are loads of ideas. Like lectures are very wiffly waffly. Like I remember being in lectures and like the lecturers would be talking about like their wife or like their kid or like something completely irrelevant. And like instead of explaining about your son's like dietary intolerances, like explain what the concept, what the theory of this historical argument is so yeah they do go on tangents sometimes also like the amount of detail you're meant to know like yeah so they they just like like i said they brush over these topics very quickly but the amount of detail you're meant to know is like really sky high yeah very like much more than a level much more than a first you'd anticipate a first year student like i think i don't know whether it's all universities but i remember even going into the first week at ucl they, I think I mentioned that they gave us very turgid, dense pieces of writing. Yes. Like I was used to, I'm not gonna lie, my history A level, I did quite well, you know, like I got my nine at GCSE thanks to my history teachers writing like model answers and like I got, you know, my A star and like, but really I got through A level history through, you know, 
reading the textbook, understanding it, reading articles online, watching some documentaries, reading bits and bobs of more academic, like professional historians' pieces. But mainly, it was thanks to the summary notes at the end of like exactly. the like the textbooks are beautiful, yes. glossy, oh my god, uh, colorful yeah. boxes like what you must know, or even better if or how to go further. I, I survived. A-level, I, I survived A-level biology purely from the textbook. But there, you can't do that at uni. You need, there's, there's no, no syllabus. There's, there's no, no syllabus. <laughs> there's no specification. There's nothing you need at to know a, at university. At like... A-level, you know exactly what you need to yes. know. The teachers give you a list of topics which you need to know. Spoon off. Yeah, spoon fed. At, at uni, they just give you all this information and you don't know what parts of it they you like need to know. splatter and scatter the and food like, all over your plate. Oh my God. They're like, so they, on like the Moodle post, they post like Oh, Moodle, like, by the way, guys, Moodle's like Firefly or it's like an online digital platform that a lot of universities use. For example, other universities use like, I forgot the names of other ones. I think... I, I, anyway, I like, you know what I mean? Like Comment really below if you're a uni student. What's um, your platform? But, Moodle is like a different world to navigate. It's so yeah, complicated. Yeah, like... Um, so on the Moodle, like in addition to the lectures, they'd post like additional material and they'd be like, this is just to like, if you want to read it, you can read it, like to help your understanding. But then, so I didn't actually sit any exams because like, obviously we left I'm, on, I'm on, on on an interruption, but I, I'm still in the group chat. <laughs> you still know what's happening. I, I still know what's happening. I've been like keeping up. And the, the so like, you like I said, they um, they post like these extra things mm. just for like they say it's like if you're interested you can read this, but then they they actually <laughs> test you on this stuff in the exams. They say it's optional, but then they test you on it. Honestly, it's like... I love our universities. So funny. <laughs> Oh, honestly, honestly. Like, I, what do you want me to know? Literally. I don't know. Just tell me it's what like I need to me know. Me and Rania, for example, we were both struggling together. We, by the way, we met at Persian Society, like a few dinners and stuff, and um, and like chill out sessions. And we used to study in the UCL Student Centre. Guys, let me tell you, if you're UCL, I mean, if you're a student, UCL, if you're listening, you probably aren't. But if you are, <laughs> please create more study spaces. It literally takes me like two hours. I'm wasting two hours. <laughs> I was literally just walking up and down, walking up and down. Honestly, like, the whole time. UCL just make more space. You know, Kings. Fun fact: Kings have like lounge areas, sofas. Oh. Like they sleep. I'm like, gosh, like low key. Like, come on, UCL. Like we yeah. need to be our rivals. But um, in all seriousness, no seriousness though. What was I saying? I was saying like, for example, it wasn't me and Ronnie. It wasn't that we didn't know how to study at university. It was we didn't know what to study. What do you want me to know? We yeah. would like sit there. We whip up our Moodle, whip out like our pencil, paper. <laughs> like, okay, what was our learning objectives? We had no clue what the learning objectives. Yeah, I remember just sitting like in the student centre and just looking around. Depressed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, yeah, and I just like look around, see everyone just getting on with, and I was like, what are they getting, getting on, on with, with studying? And um, everyone just like it just looks like they just got it, like they know exactly. what to do. And I'm just there, like, what? Where do I exactly. even get? It's started? like I would say to myself, okay, I'm going to study here for two hours, yeah. and then I sit there. I'd be like, okay, I'm, I need, I know, I need to know something about like, um, like I remember, like one of the first topics was like. Uh, history is to t- like it was it was like uh, history is to tell exactly what happened or something I don't know it's I don't know something like that and um I remember like I needed to know something but I would just spend my life like on google.com <laughs> reading like, fun facts 
Yeah. And you do not use. That's the thing, you don't even know. Like, unless you do an EPQ, guys, the, the schools are right. When they say EPQ will teach you university skills, EPQs will. I think that's one of the biggest regrets that I didn't do. It would have really helped me have it, had I done it. Um, because, for example, when you go to university, you don't Google stuff. Okay, at most you use Google Scholar, but you use like academic, um, what are they called? Portals? Not portals. Academic networks. So, do you know what I mean? Like, for example, uh, like each department, each subject would have its own like database. Yeah, it's all like different academic databases. So you have to be familiar with using different ones, how to like kind of search for in the most efficient way, search for exactly what you want, like by putting keywords. Do you want an article? Do you want a journal? Do you want a book? Do you want a chapter? Like the whole the whole way of finding information, especially if you're a humanities student, is very complicated and it will save you a lot of time if someone sits down and tells you exactly how to navigate all these databases. Short story is they don't. You have you're expected to find out by yourself and it takes time, it takes energy. And I think it'd be so helpful if schools tell you that like the information you need at the like academic um standard, you need to not you need to go beyond just Google. You need to go beyond just like you know bing and like quora yeah. and wikipedia like now it's serious that alongside plagiarism plagiarism is a serious thing like turnitin is every ucl student's worst nightmare um i remember i submitted something and it was like you have like this is plagiarized by 60 percent and i was like bro like literally like i've spent so long trying to like change the words like the phrases yeah. and stuff um but yeah but also okay so like speaking of like intensity and that kind of stuff like the way these lecturers speak to you is as if you're a PhD, as if you already have a PhD I think in the subject. I think UCL, because it's so high ranking, it's like they attract um, academic staff who are a lot more focused on their own personal individual, like career development and like their yeah. research. They're all fantastic like, people. Like they are the forerunners. They're the front runners of their field and like research. But teaching wise, like, yeah, like they're the, slacking. Like the words they use, like words I've never heard before. And like, you don't have time to Google or yeah. like to process or understand the concepts. They're just like throwing, throwing all this information at you in, in lectures. And like, I don't even know what any of this means. And you just expect me to like get it just by like Literally. throwing these random words exactly, at me. Exactly, 100%. Like, and like in lectures, oh my God, like trying to type notes while like listening to all this nonsense oh, and like nonsense <laughs> all this like gibberish <laughs> like, like i'm trying to like type notes at the same time listen to what you're saying at the same time try and understand it like it just it's it so like i 100 agree i think it's chaotic it is it, and it's chaotic because for example um fun fact guys because i was in such a crisis i made the stupid decision of changing to my degree of program from history with french to uh, uh french and spanish for for a week i was an estudiante espanol and i thought it was gonna be a quick fix i thought okay i can get rid of like the dense turgid history language no do not do that unless you're doing it for the right reason i know success stories like you know Zahra, uh, not Zahra. someone uh, we know she changed from like uh one engineering to another engineering and it worked perfectly for her because she actually thought about it, whereas me, it was a very, like, I regret it a lot. It was a very impulsive, frantic, I, it just it showed where my state of mind was. And, um, yeah, so, and then I switched back, because UCL is so chill, I love UCL. So before we conclude this, let's quickly talk about, like, department support and, like, um, like how, were they supportive? Did they suggest it? So 
personally, I had a fantastic experience with the UCL wellbeing support team. My personal tutor was phenomenal. Like I would love for him to come on the show. He's like, uh, he is head of like Caribbean history, slavery, colonialism, British legacy. He works, he's actually, I think he created the British legacy, something like that. Anyway, I'd love to have him on the show to talk about like what young people should know about um, the British colonial past. Uh, he was so helpful. I remember like there'd be so many times where I'd like come into his office like without an appointment and he would just sit down. He'd be like, he'd be like doing his own research, looking at like other people's essays, dissertations with like soft jazz music with like nice incense. Like it was so vibey. Like he really made me, you know, kind of like almost like get excited by history again. Like I've noticed Ronya, I don't know if you know, history historians are literally like the nicest people. Well, at least in my experience like my two of my a-level history teachers they're such rocks they're fun they're focused they're committed i really respect them so much my ex uh, head teacher she was so she was a historian again super down to earth i think it's because they have perspective on the world and then my personal tutor at ucl an amazing guy who really inspires me and i'm looking forward to going back to him and being under his like wing but like my i didn't really talk to my student support but each department has their own like young person, student support person, you can talk to anything. And in essence, for me personally, they were so, actually my well-being person said, like, Dara, you feel like you're, you know, you're vomiting, you're anxious, like, there's something not quite right here. Maybe you should take some time out, which is what I did. So it was actually her suggestion and it was the best decision ever. It, it wasn't right for me to carry on. I wasn't in a good place, physically, emotionally, mentally, everything. So that's my experience. What about you, Rania? Yeah, so I, um. Sorry, we've got like four minutes till it cuts okay. out. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I had a student advisor who was really supportive and I spoke to her every single week. And they are good, you see. Like the people they employ for these positions, like students, yeah. they go through a very um, rigorous application process and like they are good. They are very quality people. She, she was like very kind and very supportive. Down to earth. Like, yeah, she like, I could, like, th now that I think about it, like I'm really embarrassed, like the kind of, like the way oh, I was never behaving. be embarrassed never it, yeah it's a big thing it was like yeah but like yeah anyway. <laughs> confidential was, yeah it was like just like the things I said and like the way I was behaving was like frantic I, mad woman yeah exactly I was like I was like <laughs> the end in, of the world in, in the middle of a crisis <laughs> <laughs> it was like but like the yeah, way she just handled it yeah she was like very non-judgmental and just yeah, like it's super important when it's like issues like this education relationships family friends like to have non-judgmental people in your life yeah. and you so i feel like the staff that i've come into contact with the students as well they've been very understanding there's a very open mind it's a very yeah, open-minded community exactly yeah so yeah um, so now you're we're living our gap lives we're sitting in holland park stay tuned i hope you guys have enjoyed the first section of this the episode the second section, we're going to be talking about the UCL community itself, London University's halls, and to conclude what we wish we'd known. So hopefully we'll see you in a few seconds. Bye. Bye. See you. <laughs>